After generating over a million dollars in sales and selling one of her businesses with a single email, your host, Katherine Thompson, takes an unconventional approach to marketing and sales. So if you're ready to tap into a more powerful way to be seen, heard, and a sought-after entrepreneur in your industry without having to spend endless hours marketing your business and chasing clients, you're in the right place. Be the Sought-After Entrepreneur Podcast is here to help you ditch the cookie-cutter, one-size-fits-all approach to marketing and use your unique energy to effortlessly attract the most aligned clients. When you do this, you can spend less time marketing your business and more time doing your soul work and enjoying the richness of your life. Welcome to Be the Sought After Entrepreneur Podcast. And here's your host, Katherine Thompson. Welcome back. Super stoked that you're tuning into this week's episode. And I cannot wait to dive into today's topic because if you tuned in last week, you heard me share the number one reason why your funnel wasn't converting and why if you don't fix this, you're going to stay stuck in the get clients hamster wheel. And I know that you did not start your business to spend all of your time doing the marketing and selling unless you're an anomaly like me who actually enjoys marketing and sales. But if you are somebody who has started a business because you absolutely love what you do and it has nothing to do with marketing and sales, my guess is you don't want to spend all your time there trying to get clients, trying to drive new traffic into your business. It's something you actually don't enjoy. And yet you're spending all your time doing it because you don't have a converting funnel set up. And so it's making things really, really difficult. And every month, you're having to figure out a way to drive new sales, riding that sort of worry boat of, oh my God, where's the next client going to come from? And am I going to be able to fulfill the responsibilities in my life, in my business, uh, all of those sorts of things. So if you're in that position right now, I highly recommend that you go after this one and listen to the number one reason why your funnel isn't converting if you haven't listened to it yet. But we're going to dive into the different types of funnels you can set up in your business. I'm just going to give you some examples because I find that that is the best way to do it. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can drive traffic into your business and move them down that customer buying journey in order to buy the thing that you're selling. But I want to share with you a couple of the different ways that I've done it in my business and help some other people do it in theirs. And then I'm going to leave you with some prompts to help navigate that decision making of which one is best for you. Because at the end of the day, it's not about me saying, if you're this business, this type of business selling this type of product, this is the funnel for you. That never really works, right? I know there's lots of people out there that are like, I've got the proven step and I've got the best funnel and I'll teach you how to do challenge funnels and I'll teach you how to set up a quiz funnel and I'll teach you how to drive more foot traffic to your brick and mortar. And that's all fine and dandy. But what I have found over the many years that I've been in business and the many years I've supported businesses is that when we aren't in alignment with what we're doing because we're trying to implement somebody else's proven process or implement what they're telling us that we need to do, it doesn't work anyways. And so I want to give you a few different options that you can think about. Some of the pros and the cons to them, the benefits of them, at least what I found in my business and what I've heard from clients as well. And then allow you to walk away and ultimately decide what's best for you. But 
What I'm going to say right now is that if you don't have a funnel that drives new clients into your business, that moves them down the customer buying journey to a point of sale, you're going to stay on this exhaustion path of needing to market and sell, market and sell, market and sell. When you have a system that drives people in and ultimately sells to them, that's when you get to step off of this marketing hamster wheel and you actually get to enjoy doing the work that you do. It's honestly probably the biggest mistake I see business owners make is that there is no system to drive new leads in, to move people down that journey to a point of sale. But then the most important thing is that retention in the business, right, is to how to get past clients back in your store and back in your business. And I shared a story, I think it was last episode or maybe a couple episodes ago, but I shared the story that, you know, when we opened our brick and mortar business, we set the goal of we, you know, we needed 700 loyal customers in our business to buy four times a year in order to build a sustainable and very profitable business. And that was sort of like the long-term goal. It's not something that we were like, we're going to achieve this in 30 days or 60 days. And which just goes to show how misleading a lot of the online messaging is or just marketing and sales messaging in general. Like I can help you make 10K in, you know, 90 days, or I'm going to help you earn those 100K months in, you know, two months or three months. It's 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 more about the sustainability down the line. And I think, again, that's where people burn their funnel to the ground or burn their strategy to the ground because somebody promised them, you know, oh, I'm going to teach you how to do this in 90 days. And when it doesn't happen in 90 days or even 30 days or whatever the timeframes are now, it's like it's not working. You know, it needs to be ha- it needs to be happening quicker than this. Obviously, I'm doing something wrong. And the reality is that 700 people that we set for our brick and mortar business was not something we were like, we need to do this in the first year. This was like a three to five year plan and ultimately longer than that. You know what I mean? It was kind of like if we can get to that 700 mark, we'll have built a pretty wicked business. And like I said, it's not something we achieved in the first 30 days or 60 days or even 12 months, if I'm being honest. And so I just want to give you some perspective as well, because I think when we build these things out, we have that expectation and maybe you're sitting in that position now or you're reflecting back on a time where, oh man, I I burnt that to the ground a little quicker than maybe I my should have. Or maybe it was actually converting the way that it was supposed to I just got my hands in there. I know I have done that. So I am not here as the almighty preacher of like, I know it all. When I entered the online space and I've shared the story as well as like, I would launch and I would put all this effort into launching my challenge and then it would it would convert well, but it didn't convert to the way that I expected because of all the messages that I was internalizing that it needed to happen quicker And I would go, oh, I'm doing something wrong. Well, maybe I need to change my offer or maybe I need to change the delivery of it, you know, go from a group program to a uh, membership. I did that midway through a launch once. Um, You know, maybe maybe it's the challenge launch. That's a problem. Maybe I need to do a webinar. And I never really gave myself the chance to really optimize the funnel for the first, you know, two and a half, three years. And then I eventually was like, 
something isn't working. And I love marketing and sales and I love creating content and writing emails. But I got to a point in my business where I was like, it's got to be easier than this. And that's when I I tuned off and tuned in and went back to evaluating what I did really well in the brick and mortar space. And I was like, wait a minute, I am not applying this right now to my online business. And that's where I got super passionate about really getting clear one on the the funnel piece of it and really setting up a simple system that allowed me to do spend less time grinding on social and less time creating content and riding that get clients hamster wheel which I hear so prevalently from people so again I've been there and I've I've walked that and which is why I'm so passionate about helping other entrepreneurs um, and online coaches specifically really dial this in and it's so funny because for the longest time this is exactly what I was doing with other businesses and yet I wasn't taking my own medicine so lots of lessons learned there, which is why I have tried a lot of the funnels and built a lot of the funnels out and why I'm able to share this knowledge with you. But also, I've also helped a lot of business owners as well. And so um, I want to dive into that. I think the first question that you want to ask yourself uh, anytime you're building anything in your business or system or adding anything new is, again, you tune off and you tune in, right? It's got to start within you of like, what is the motivation behind doing this? Why am I doing this? And what am I ultimately hoping to achieve? And why am I hoping to achieve that? Like, again, getting very clear on the motivation of it. And for you, if you're listening to this, I really hope the motivation is to create that simple, effective system that allows you to drive consistent clients into your business um, so that you can impact more lives. And so you want to get really clear on that. And then you also really want to tune into what is your natural way of expressing yourself when it comes to creating content, when it comes to showing up online, when it comes to your, you know, maybe it's a physical business, whatever it might be. And I'm going to share two very different perspectives with you. One, the brick and mortar, but then also my online business. So in the brick and mortar world, we leveraged the customer experience wholeheartedly. We knew that if we could drive new clients into the business, that we would be able to retain them based on the way that we put in retention strategies. The biggest retention strategies were obviously... uh, having an email list of existing customers that we could reach out and connect with, but also, you know, having that sort of personalized touch that we included with our custom labels and, and that word of mouth spread from those custom labels, right? People would take the the bottle to a family friends for supper and they would start talking about it. And wine is something that's enjoyed over meal and entertainment, right? So it, it was a natural way to be able to spread the good cheer, so to speak, and have people go, oh my God, I want to go to this place as well. And so we had that word of mouth, but we also had a way of communicating with our existing customers in order to get them back in the store if for whatever reason they hadn't been in a while and hadn't visited us. So that was how we set up that piece of the funnel, right? Is we we not only focused on driving new clients through the business, but we also focused on um, how to maintain 
the existing clients coming back in, how to maintain those retention strategies, but also how to deal with any sort of churn rate, as I call it. And a churn rate is the natural drop-off of clientele, which is going to happen, right? For a variety of different reasons. So you want to think about that in your funnel. It's like, how do I encourage existing clients to continue to purchase from me? Because it's a lot less work to warm that client up. They're already used to who you are and and what you sort of stand for and they've already invested. So unless they've um you know decided to move or maybe they just don't need your services anymore for whatever reason if you have a service that sort of like has a start and an end point, but you want to think about your funnel like that and you want to think about what is my goal? What am I hoping to achieve? And what's that target that I'm aiming for? And ultimately, what's the experience that I want my people to have? In our brick and mortar, we really did double down on the customer experience because we knew that the community and the word of mouth was going to do a lot of upfront sales for us and drive traffic without having to pay a dime. And when you're starting a new brick and mortar business, there's a lot of overhead and in capital investment, depending on the business, and all of that goes out. It's quite a bit different than a service-based online business where there's a lot less inventory, a lot less uh, overhead, and all of those sorts of things. So um, so we knew early on that we didn't have a massive budget to be paying to paid ads or anything like that to drive traffic. We did that for the first about 14 months of the business, maybe a little less. And then we realized that the, the word of mouth was really uh, the thing driving a lot of the traffic. So we did invest in some paid ads up front. But like I said, we did not have a massive budget for that. Um, and, and we organically grew our community that way. And then again, had the retention strategies in place, the personalization, the customization, uh, the experience when they came in the store, the quality of the product, all of those sorts of things played a factor in retaining our customers and really ensuring we were delivering on the promise every place we could. So you want to take a look at, again, like I said, what's the experience that you want your people to have when they're moving through that let's call it a funnel, but that customer journey with you from that very first point of contact to the point in which that they purchase, but also beyond that. Because I think that's the thing, again, that most people forget about is like that retention strategy that is so, so important. And it's so interesting because I hear so often online um, and I've heard this so much is like, I can't get strangers to buy. It's all word of mouth and referral. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. I think it's so beautiful that you have people coming as a referral and a word of mouth and repeat purchases because that's basically how we literally built our brick and mortar. And it also really goes to show the quality of work that you're doing. I think there's this expectation that, you know, if I'm not selling to like a cold audience and really converting that cold audience, I don't have strangers coming into my world that like I'm doing something wrong or I'm not good enough. In the first couple of years of business, if I'm being honest, like that's the thing that got our business off the ground was friends and family and um, the support that we had from the community. And again, people talking about our business for us was literally how we were able to grow from that, that foundation of 
zero customers to a point of when we sold that business, we had about 700 people on the email list. And that was, there were some people that had like fallen off or moved or that sort of thing. So that was like a full list of the people that we had. And and again, like I said, it, it was such a beautiful representation. That's how we got to that point. Now, had we kept the store the next phase of growth and scale would have been looking at some more prominent paid advertising or ways of reaching new audiences. So if you're in a stage of business right now where you're, I don't know, in the first six months to a year to two, and you've relied a lot on referral and word of mouth, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You can now look at it from a place of like, am I ready to scale? And if I'm ready to scale, how do I reach new audiences? How do I reach new people? And that's the beauty of setting up, like I said, a funnel that has that reach capacity. If you're an online business and you are wanting to reach more people and drive more people into your business, like I said, you want to look at the experience that you want to create. So a lot of things that happen in the online space, like uh, you know, setting up lead magnets or doing a masterclass or a challenge or a three-day part live series... If there's anything that you take away from this right now when you're thinking and contemplating about what strategy to use for my business, I want you to just remember that they all work um, and they're all they all work in their own right. It's just a matter of what's most aligned with you um, and how you want to ultimately attract people into your space. I think what we tend to do in the online space, and I know I have done it, um, and maybe you've done it as well as we overcomplicate things, right? We think that we need all of these different steps and overcomplicated funnels, upsells, downsells, you know, all of the things. One of the things I recently heard was, you know, well, I'm selling this low ticket thing because I need to get people into my world to like get a taste of who I am. And I get, I so get that because I've, I've literally bought into that belief um, when I first started out. And a lot of the things I, like I said, I was selling at this like lower price point in order to get people into my world. And that can work to some degree, but I'm just going to share a flip side to that is one, I, you do not need that, right? You can have, it's going to all boil down to the offer that you're selling and what that offer is and the transformation that it offers and your ability to articulate the value of that service or product, right? If you can't articulate the value of it, you're going to have a really hard time selling it and a really hard time attracting people into your world and ultimately bringing them down that customer buying journey to a point of sale. So. You want to think about that more than anything, more than the launch strategy or the funnel building, right? It's like, what is the offer that I'm selling? And what is it that, why am I doing it? And what is the value of it? And articulate that and then build out a strategy that allows you to attract new people into your world, bring them down that journey with you and ultimately buy from you. But one of the things that I want to share with you when I started the brick and mortar business, you know, Nobody really ever talked to me about discounts and offering, you know, all of these specials and different things like that. And when you start to get into the game of discounts, you start to attract discount buyers. That's just the essence of it. So you want to take a look at where you want to position yourself in the market. I'm not saying low ticket is bad and you know you're you're going to get difficult and discounted buyers that just want to sale. You've got to figure out what is it that you're offering and where do you want to position yourself in the market. There are people that are offering things that are luxury uh 
services. And then there's others that are stuff that's more accessible and maybe discounted. Again, there's nothing wrong with either one, but that's what you've got to figure out first before you start to build out this funnel, because that's where people go sideways. They're not really certain about what they're selling. They're listening to all of the different communication out there and people saying, well, you need to have a low ticket in order to get someone to buy a high ticket. It's absolutely not true. Um, It's just a belief. And what ends up happening before you know it, and I've seen this so often, uh, is all of these different steps to get to the thing that you're actually really passionate about selling. And there's no need for it. It can be super direct. You can actually create literally a funnel with just your content on social media um, that drives people you know, into your DMs where you're having a conversation and selling straight from the DMs. You can set up a simple quiz funnel and have people come that way uh, with a with a few follow up emails that ultimately um, starts, you know, sales conversations. You can just direct sell if you want. Hey, this is the thing I got. Here's what it is, you know. Um, But I would love for you to start to question one why you're doing what you're doing. So if you have a funnel set up, you know, why do I have all these steps? And what's the belief and philosophy around it? I love to do this every time I'm about to set something up because it really does, you know, highlight my intentions behind why I'm doing it. And if I'm coming from a place of this limiting belief that I need this thing in order to convert people into a higher ticket offer, or I need this step in the way in order to get people to know me, um, I usually ax it. So that I usually ax it because it's just a wasted step and it's a step that's coming from a place of lack and disbelief that people would actually just ultimately come into my world and be able to move through that journey seamlessly without tripwires and upsells and downsells and 15 lead magnets coming in from all over the place. And that's another big mistake I see is all these points of entry. And if your funnel isn't converting and you think you need more points of entry, I actually invite you to like peel back the layers because what ends up happening when you have multiple points of entry into that end goal of of selling your services, you have to build multiple funnels and you've got to get those optimized and you've got to get those working. And that's just a hell of a lot more freaking work. So start with your offer, start with the experience that you want people to go through and start with how you want to be positioned in the industry And when you go there and sit in that energy and that essence, then ask yourself, what would be the pathway that my client, my dream client, the person I ultimately want to work with, what would be the pathway uh, to purchase from me? Because the added additional steps might be a barrier to entry, you know? Um, if, if you're speaking to somebody who is highly intuitive and just follows their sort of like gut knowing, having them jump through a bunch of freaking hoops to get to the sale is going to deter them. I'm highly intuitive and there's nothing I hate more than you making me jump through a hundred hoops, right? So you want to think about the type of buyer that you're selling to. And two episodes or three episodes ago, I broke down four different sort of types of buyers and the way to sort of think about their purchasing, right? So if you're attracting really somebody who's really intuitive or who is sort of the lurker type that's kind of sitting on the background and they're just paying attention to what people are doing and they want to buy when they want to buy, 
and they don't really want to be sold to, again, like the the steps all along that are going to be the thing that deters them and going to be a block to barrier. Now, if you're if you're attracting somebody who, you know, once has a ton of questions and a checklist of what they need and the the ROI that they're wanting to get and they're, you know, very sort of logical decision makers, like um, they're going to want a lot of information, right? They're going to want a lot of um, check boxes. I gave the analogy of the like of dating, right? Like you have a list like of qualities that you want in somebody and the thing that you're looking for. They're the thinkers, right? They're like, you meet all the you meet all the check boxes on my list of what I want in a spouse or a partner or whatever. And now I want to see if I have a connection with you. So again, it's less about the strategy and less about, you know, the funnel that you need to build and more about really tuning into to who you are how you want to show up, the way in which you want your people to feel, and the type of people that you're ultimately trying to attract, and whether or not that funnel and the way you're driving people into your business is a thing that's going to convert them, you know, or is it going to deter them? Is it going to be the thing that's like, I, I don't I don't resonate with this person. Like, I love what they do, but I've had to go through, you know, 85 steps to get there. I had to buy a low ticket, then to a high ticket. Like, just give me the the thing that I ultimately want. Don't waste my time. So, or again, like a level of intimacy. Some people need that really deep connection and intimacy with a coach or a consultant that they're going to work with and they want to feel that connection. And so if if the stuff that you're putting out there in your funnel is surface level, um, then then you're going to bypass them altogether. So it's it's less about the actual funnel you want to employ and more about, you know, who you are, what you're here to do, and ultimately the experience that you want your customers or potential customers to feel as they move through your world. And ultimately, who are the customers you're tuning to? What types of customers are you wanting to, to attract? And not just from a demographic perspective, but like, who are they like energetically as a human? Um, and what sort of makes them tick on that capacity? And what are they here to here to do and and want to do and so that's really how you start to decide the type of funnel you want to build and again i think where people go sideways and i know that i did this too and maybe you've done this as well is that we look at what everybody else is doing and we try to build the customer journey like so and so told us to and before we know it we've created this funnel that uh, has 85 different steps to it, or or maybe it's delivered in a way that is really not in resonance with who we are. You know, I remember doing a, a masterclass right out of the gate, and I remember feeling really rigid in it. And I was like, you know, I probably wouldn't ever teach this way. You know, it was this PowerPoint with, it was very businessy. And I'm into marketing and sales and business, but it was so not me. It did not reflect my personality, did not reflect my essence. And so I ended up moving to challenges because challenges were the thing that really allowed me to have fun and play and add a little bit of that and less seriousness and less rigidness. And then I, you know, developed a quiz because I absolutely love taking quizzes. So that's how I've made my decisions. It's, 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 it's really what has driven me and what's allowed me to express myself in the, in a more authentic way. And then as I express myself that way and do it in a way that's really fun and playful, then I get, you know, more of those people into my world. And that's 
basically how you want to set your funnel up and and the type of funnel that you want to create. And there's no one size fits all. You get to select what that journey looks like. And if it's nothing like you've seen on out there in the industry, create your own pathway. You know, like when I first started the brick and mortar, like nobody really talked to me about funnels or, you know, any of that. I just went with what felt good uh, and it worked. And then when I started my online business, I started to go with what everybody else told me I needed to do to be successful. And none of it really felt good. And it always felt like a bit of a slog. But because I was good at marketing and sales, I was able to sell. But I see so many soulful coaches and coaches out there that are struggling to make consistent sales. And and I take one look at their customer journey and I'm like, one, it's it's there's a lot going on here and it's really complicated. And there's bits that are missing, which I share in the last episode. But it's like, is this you? You know, is this what you would do? Is this how you would show up and share the message that you have on your heart with the world? And if it isn't, there's going to be incongruencies in your funnel. There's going to be incongruencies in your energy. And that is going to be felt by your people. And it's ultimately either going to attract the wrong types of people in and repel the people you ultimately want to work with. And so the questions you need to ask yourself is to get really clear on how you want to bring people into your world and obviously move them down that pathway with you to a sale. And that can look however you want it to look. But the importance of it is, and the simplicity that happens when you do that, is you have people naturally coming into your world all the time and naturally buying from you all the time. And there's a way of you know, being able to assess based on what's going on from that strategic place, that data place, where you can go, this is working. If I just dial this function up in my marketing, you know, funnel, I can drive more people in. And if I drive that, you know, dial this up, I can sell more. And that's where there's so much exhaustion is this not knowing what's working and lots of spaghetti throwing and coming out the other end going, I, I, I'm attracting clients, but they're unpredictable or inconsistent. And I don't know where they're coming from. And I don't know how to uh, be really intentional with my time when it comes to marketing because I don't really know what's working. And when you have that funnel set up, you know what's working. You know exactly where what levers to pull and what not to pull or you know, where the kink is, if for whatever reason sales was down that month. Oh yeah, you know, I didn't send the emails out that I normally send for you know, to my existing list to attract more people back into my business, you know, I missed that month or, you know, I was so preoccupied at home and I just had no energy like towards my business. And so I was naturally just energetically blocking sales, right? You're able to sort of um, look from a bird's eye view, but if you're kind of just winging it and, and going on a whim and just pumping out content and you're not really certain even what's where people are coming from and how they're coming into your world, um, then it's going to be really hard to sort of measure that, right? And this is what I call like the balance of having that very sort of strategic data-driven, but also having the intuitive guidance to build this the way that you want to and tweak it the way that you want to based on who you are, what you're here to do, and the type of people you'll ultimately want to call into your world. So that's how you know what type of funnel to build. You know, right? The problem is, is that you're probably looking at 
me or somebody else to tell you what funnel to build and how to build it. And um, there's nothing that comes from, you know, there's no alignment that will come from that. If I was just to say, go build yourself a quiz funnel that will drive people in to, you know, sell your high ticket or whatever, like it's, it's not going to be of benefit to you because, because I don't know your business and I don't know exactly who you're trying to attune to. And that is ultimately what I help my clients with, right? They come to me with this offer. Uh, I had a client recently come to me and she was like, I've been selling this and it's consistently at, you know, 10K months and I can't seem to bust that threshold. And I took one look at that customer journey and I could spot like three blind spots of where people were getting hung up on the journey. And the minute we sort of, we tweaked those, she's now gone to create consistent 30K months for the last 12 months. And that's how easy uh, and simple it can be when you know exactly which lever to pull or you know where there might be a block or where people might be falling off. Uh, and you can see that when you have the data in front of you. But if you don't have the funnel set up and you don't have the data and you're sort of just winging it and totally just going on a whim there, it's just really exhausting. And the funny thing was, is that she had actually wanted to launch more. Her thing was like, well, maybe I just need to launch more to make more money, which is absolutely an option. But I said to her, would you rather make more money and not have to work more, right? And that's what I'm here to do is I want to optimize what works really well for people and not have them, you know, have to work more for it. And we made that tweak and, and she didn't have to launch, you know, 12 times a year, which is what she was sort of going after. So with that, I hope that I've given you some insight and, um, thought-provoking questions to sort of sit with what you want to create, remind you that you can do it in a very simple way. It doesn't have to be this complicated funnel with all the bells and whistles. And honestly, the more straightforward and to the point it is, is is my kind of funnel. Um, But you have to really start to attune to your clients and and who they are and, and ultimately who you want to attract. Now, before we jump on to next week's episode, I wanted to share an opportunity for you. If you know you want to build out your funnel in your business, have somebody that can take a look at it, help you optimize it so that you can scale your offers, I have a special invitation for you. If you want to reach out to me over on Instagram at creativelyown, I'd love to have a conversation with you. If you can just drop the word funnel, I will get back to you and share the details on how I'm able to support you with that. I have a brand new offer that I am launching in the new year where I'm taking people through an implementation hub. So it's not a program. It's not a course. It's basically having my consulting eyes on your funnel as you're building it out. If you have an existing funnel already, that's beautiful. Basically, what we would do is work together to optimize that funnel for you so that you can scale it just like the client I just shared with you, right? I don't want you launching more if you don't have to launch. I don't want you doing more work if you don't have to do more work. I want to help you be able to optimize it so that you can scale and do that with less work, less marketing, all of those sorts of things. So if you have a funnel already that's beautiful, 
beautiful. If you don't have a funnel, but you have an offer that can sell and you really want to sell more of it, I would love to help you build out the funnel from the very beginning, helping you create an aligned strategy, customer journey strategy that's aligned with who you are and ultimately who you're here to serve and the clients you want to attune to, but also build out that map for you in a very simplified way and help you identify the pieces of content and what to say, when to say it, how to say it to move your customers through that journey in way less time so that you can take them from cold to sold in way less time. So if that is you and you're like, oh my God, I would love that support. I want to step off the marketing hamster wheel and the get clients hamster wheel. And I want somebody to help me identify and build that out in the most simplistic, seamless way possible. Then I would love for you also to reach out to me over on Instagram at creatively owned with the word funnel. And I will share the details with you. I am super stoked for it. It's a test run at the moment. So the price point is going to be ridiculously low, but I'm going to be raising that price in the new years because honestly, this is what I know the industry needs more than anything when it comes to the online coaching and consulting space. Um, You don't need any more courses or programs teaching you this strategy and that strategy. You need an aligned strategy for your business, but you need one that's going to move those customers through that journey with you in an accelerated way, collapsing that time frame, And I'd love to be able to support you in doing that. So shoot me a DM with the word funnel if you want to learn more. I'm really excited to share that with you. Now on to episode number 79. I'm really stoked. I have a very special guest on who's going to be talking about how to have these very difficult conversations around um, in communication, right? What to do, how to do it, how to handle it. If you're a business owner that's received maybe some negative flack or feedback. There's so much going on in the world at the moment with the tech industry and Twitter and Facebook and all those sorts of things. And this particular guest is going to share with you how to navigate that in your business when it comes to getting negative reviews or comments or a negative spotlight on your business. So I cannot wait to have him on. His name is David Oates and I am super excited. So be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss when it drops. Cheers. Thanks for listening. We'll see you right back here next time. You can also find us on social media at Creatively Owned and online at creativelyowned.com. Until next time, keep showing up as your authentic self.